friends, welcome back to this Tabletop Tavern Season 2 happening here. Uh, episode 1, Reunions. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jenny. I will be your Dungeon Master for the entirety of this campaign. Uh, I will allow my wonderful players to introduce themselves, starting with the beautiful, the effervescent, the red-headed Victoria Shaz. Hi everyone, my name is Victoria and I play Leon LaBelle. Hi everyone, my name is Ryan and I play Galen Wayfair. Hi, I'm Dole or Doe Deer and I play Gris Littlefoot. And I'm Pippin and I play Ariadne on Kyle Uh And I'm Stacy and I'm going to be playing B. Bofkin. And I'm Allie and I will be playing Maxilla Osteoclast. Alright, so in case you haven't noticed, we do have two guest players here today playing some beloved NPCs. Uh, real fast, I'm going to give you just a very quick rundown of what happened last season here on the Tabletop Tavern. But if you have not caught up, I highly recommend you catch, you catch up on our YouTube channel or check out our wiki page for some short episode summaries. Uh, last season on the Tabletop Tavern, our heroes met through kind of just a roll of the dice. The Hand of Fate pushed them together, and they all went on an epic journey to discover a deep, dark secret about Sorceress Leon LaBelle. Uh, at the cost, very nearly, of their dear friend Gris Littlefoot. Like I said, be sure to check that out on our YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. But for now, we are starting a brand new season. So, let's just get into it. It is mid-October in the town of Vernick River Valley. The crisp fall air at has turned the lush green fields golden and brown, dotted with orange gourds and large round pumpkins. The trees along the river from which the town draws its name are visible from a mile away. Bright red, orange, and yellow leaves reflecting the light that bounces off the water, glimmering in the mid-morning sun. The town was sleepy when last the party visited, but now it is bustling, the inn full to the bursting with people from across the valley. <clears throat> a luxurious carriage bumps along down the co cobbled streets of the town square towards the Linked Heart Ranch, coming to a stop in front of the ranch house. Leon LaBelle, dressed in a seasonally appropriate shade of red, emerges from the carriage, briefly thanking the driver and handing him a few gold coins. She dusts off her clothing and then climbs the steps to the wraparound porch, knocking gently on the front door. Before she can so much as step back from the door, it swings open and a half-orc boy, maybe 13 years old, though already quite a bit taller than Leon, uh, throws open the door, grinning at her through his tusks. You're pretty, he observes before looking over his shoulder and hollering back into the house. Max, I think one of your friends is here. A girl about his age and height peers at Leon curiously over his shoulder. She scuttles away as the sorceress steps into the house, the boy gesturing theatrically. Her round eyes and nervous expression reminding the sorceress of a nervous cat that has heard a loud noise. <laughs> she ducks out of sight just as a towering half-orc woman appears, seemingly out of nowhere, and sweeps the normal woman up into a large hug. 
Well, shoot, if that ain't Miss Leon LaBelle, you look more beautiful than the last time I saw you. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing so wonderfully, Maxilla. And like Leona's hugging back, but it's like not even remotely as fierce as Maxilla's. Leona's like a strong woman, but she is not even part orc. So she's like trying to hug back with the amount of ferocity that Maxilla is hugging her with. And she's like, oh, it is so lovely to see you, Maxilla. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so excited for today and for what we're going to do. Um, Leon, somewhere behind Maxilla, who's still kind of got you almost off the ground in this big bear hug, um, you can hear voices, three familiar ones. Um, Leon goes, and she kind of like gently like lets go of Maxilla to kind of prompt Maxilla to also let go of her. And uh, she says, are there others here? Yeah, they got in last night, a couple of your buddies that we all met with that wyvern thing. They're all in the kitchen if you want to follow me back. And uh, Leo was, oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> and she just like excitedly starts uh, to follow Maxilla. All right. So, uh, Leon, you enter the kitchen following Maxilla, who is still beaming with joy. Just absolutely thrilled to see you. Um, seated at the kitchen table is Ariadne, who is clutching one of the massive clay tankards you remember from last time, which appears to be filled with mead, despite the early hour. Um, next to them, or rather across from them, his long hair tied back, is Travis, the orc bartender, uh, who once very nearly killed your friend Galen. Uh, he has his boots propped up on the chair next to him, and he is watching Ariadne drink the mead with kind of an expression that's both admiration and concern. Uh, Gris, meanwhile, sits on the table, her back to you. The nervous girl from earlier is perched on the chair across from her uh, with the halfling satchel on her lap. She appears to be removing herbs and showing them to Gris, who smiles gently and tells them both their common names and their names in Druidic. Oh my god. Um, Leon is like so excited and she literally like if if she runs over to the table can she just like wrap her arms around Gris on the table yes but Gris does not see you coming yet that's okay <laughs> uh, so like as Leon approaches the table I want her to be like hello everyone and then she just kind of like goes to hug Gris first Gris kind of like hears Leon's voice but can't respond fast enough before the <laughs> hug takes over and she she kind of like wraps her arms like over Leon's arms in front of her and just says Leon, it's so good to see you. Let me turn around. <laughs> tries to like turn and face her and she just kind of lets out a sigh and she's like, oh, Leon, you look so good. How have you been? It's so good to see you. And then like goes in for a proper hug. Leon um, hugs her back and says, oh, I am. I've been doing I've been doing all right, Gris. Um, it's so lovely to see you. And then after they hug for a moment, um, Leon kind of lets go and then looks at Ari and is like, hello, and like motions for a hug. And is like, hi, hi, Ari, and like kind of like sidles over to Ari and is like, I hope Ari gives me a hug. But she also knows that like Ari can be a little prickly sometimes. <laughs> it's like the, the opposite hand mm -hmm. that's not on, on the tankard and like just open it up. I'm just like, you're not a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Leo goes in for the hug and says, Hi, Ari, how are you? Hi, Leon. All right, and you? <laughs> I am great. Um, Leon kind of lets go of Ari and uh, kind of like looks at Travis and is like, you're getting a hug too. We fought a wyvern together. It's just part of it. <laughs> and Leon goes over to Travis and like goes to give him a hug. Travis like awkwardly stands up. Um, seven feet of orc man and like gives you an incredibly awkward hug while like looking at Maxilla like this is this is like how you express affection towards your friends correct? Nodding awkwardly mm -hmm. <laughs> I just kind of look up. Up, <laughs> up at him and say quicker you're, quick you're into it quicker you're out of it <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Leon Leon looks at Ari and goes Didn't miss that bit. Cold <laughs> <laughs> then like brushes the whole thing off and goes, So Leon, how was how are your travels? How are things in A-list? And like immediately dives into like, let's chat, let's catch up. <laughs> um is there a seat where Leon can sit? Um like at the same so, table. Travis has vacated the chair he was he was in, so there's now two available chairs because he was taking up two, one for his feet. Um he does sort of seem to have intended for you to sit in one of the chairs now. He's he's very he's standing there in what he seems to think is a good display of chivalry. <laughs> Leon um Leon kind of walks past him and just like sits at the table. And uh, she says, so, um, Alice is Alice. Um, it's it's Alice. It was a little bit different being on the receiving end of socialite gossip, I have to say. Hmm. But we got through it, and I'm here now, and that's what really matters. Chris laughs and she's like, I've been reading up on uh, noble traditions and the ways of the noble person, and I finally mm -hmm. understand the gossip aspect. So uh, I'm sorry that happened. <laughs> Leon chuckles and says, Chris, you don't understand it until you've been a part of it. <laughs> You just can't. Chris is like the only gossip I've been part of is the fact that I came back and everyone was wondering where I've been. That's fair. How what how has how was and Leon goes, oh my goodness, how was the reunion with Reese? What was that like? Physically not in the dream world. And Leon kind of says that with like a broken voice, like, oh Chris smiles and kind of looks up and Looks over to Ari and looks back to Leon and says, oh, I wish you guys could have been there to see him and to welcome him back. He was a little, oh, for lack of a better term, bony and uh, needed to eat something. <laughs> but he is doing wonderfully and it was incredible to hear his voice and to give him a hug and to smell his scent again. He was a little like shaky on his feet for a little bit, but he seems to be doing much better. Mm. Um, he's done dreamwalking. Oh. He says he's not going to do that again. Really? Yeah, I think I don't blame him. Just kind of shook him to his core, you know. So he's getting been, trapped there, getting trapped there, and being imprisoned, and just seeing yeah. everything that happened while we were there. And I think there's some things he hasn't told me. So, oh, 
hopefully I'll find that out soon about what really happened to him. But he's been teaching, you know, some youngins in the village and, and doing some woodworking. So he's doing okay. Oh, I love that. Um, Leon turns to Ari and is like, and what have you been up to? Uh, I don't know. I was at Temple. I saw Lily. Uh, and then I met up with Chris. And now I'm here. <laughs> Leo kind of like leans on the table and is like, Lily, you said. You can, at this, uh, she Obviously just Obviously joking. <laughs> I know, but um, uh, I turn to Gris and just go like, would you like to inform Leon of the policy? <laughs> Gris nods enthusiastically <laughs> and says, if you ask about her, you'll get nothing. <laughs> if you keep it under wraps, keep your cool, maybe you'll hear some things about Lily. <laughs> and no jokes, no jokes. No flirting. Just keep it simple. But Leon Travis Grison is like Travis looks across the room to Maxilla, his arms crossed, and he's like like trying to mouth, large man, not a good gauge of how loud he's being, goes, Who's Lily? Chris Maxilla. <laughs> like throws up two hands and is like I like kind of suggesting like I barely know what's going on. I just thought like like what Travis knows is what Maxilla knows because we've spent the exact same amount of time with these motherfuckers. <laughs> At which point, um, the girl who is seated next to Gris and is still kind of digging through her satchel looks up to the halfling and says softly, "Excuse me, Miss Gris." Mm-hmm. Who's Lily? Oh, well, Lily is a wonderful elf friend we met along the way, who is a tavern keeper, barmaid, and at the Wildflower. Someone that we all seem to have taken a liking to, and who makes an excellent mushroom stew, I must admit. Travis, true. like- Business was going quite well last I was there. Oh? Travis uncrasses his arms and he's like, hmm. I know someone else who's quite fond of tavern keepers myself. <laughs> At which point the the orc boy who's been kind of hovering around uh gags dramatically pointing at his at his tongue like <laughs> <laughs> Are you ill? <laughs> he like he looks visibly uncomfortable by you calling him out and sort of uh turns back around uh sort of walking behind Travis as if making to hide behind him. Uh, or something and just going, some peppermint might help. <laughs> Chris kind of whispers to Ariadne, it's kind of just an expression. <laughs> Leon kind of goes, who is that? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to do my introductions to my family, but while y'all walked in, I wanted y'all to say hi to your friends. But a uh, little short stack over there is my brother Incus, and a uh, little creature here next to Miss Gris is my sister uh, Stapies. They're a real earful oh. when you get them all in a room, though. <laughs> Stapies blushes and like sort of bows her head and. Inkish uh, pops back out from around Travis, and he's like, I told her she was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Leon says, 
And thank you for that. <laughs> Gris kind of rests a, a, a hand on Stapa's, uh shoulder and says, I've been teaching her um, some, some ways of the healer about, you know, different herbs and remedies and things like that. She's very keen uh, to picking up, you know, medicine and uh, herbal remedies. Yeah, I think that translated really well because Stapy's always really liked, uh, she's a little bit more of a quieter girl, but uh, she always really liked working out in the fields with uh, Ba and working with the animals, just real quiet, black. So I like, I think I like she the really sheep. She really picks up herbs well. Maxilla, I, I like the sheep. She likes the sheep, too. Chris beams at <laughs> Stapy's and it's just like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Upon um, Gris mentioning uh, like the ways of healing, um, Leon looks at Gris and says, "How's your how's your healing going? Like how how has that been? What have you what have what have you been doing? You talked Gris, a lot about what Gris is or what Reese is doing." Gris kind of has like a sparkle in her eye and and straightens up a little, and she's like, "Oh, I guess I've kind of forgotten to tell you in the letters I sent, huh?" Exactly. Well, yes. I've been I've been busy, you know, healing members of the village and and t telling them stories as I mend their wounds and, and make poultices and things like that. And um, <laughs> oh, I have a new apprentice. Her name's Nix. And I've been kind of teaching her the way so that she can kind of take over uh, in the grove while I'm away and give me a chance to kind of adventure with you guys more and, and head out and, and see new things. And goes, I love that because sure I don't think do I would want to adventure without you. Sorry, Ariane. Oh, I just said, I'm sure she'll do wonderfully. Chris smiles at Ari and says, she seems to have quite a penchant for it. She's kind of a a little bit of a wayward uh, half-orc. And she kind of smiles at Maxilla and says, I don't know why she kind of found James <laughs> Grove, but she seems to be taking a liking to it, and she's a quick learner. At that point, uh, there is a sharp rap at the door. Uh, Maxilla and Incas both move as if they're going to open it, but before they can even really take a step, whoever is at the front door lets themselves in like they own the place. There's a flash of pink, and suddenly Max is tackled. She doesn't even stagger, catching her assailant into a bear hug with ease. Behind her, framed in the doorway, Galen Wayfair shrugs an awkward hello to his friends, the surprised expression on his face indicating he wasn't exactly expecting to see them. <laughs> Leon and Shaw. Do my eyes deceive me or is that bee poking in my entryway, in my arms? There's so much I have to tell you. What I haven't told you in the letters already. You've shown very little except skin in your letters, so I'd I'll love to know you more. <laughs> I've shown you so much. I've been very vulnerable. I said the words, I miss you. You know what? I heard those words loud and clear, clear, B, but I would love to catch up on what you've been up to recently. Anyways, do you remember the boy back from the, uh, from the river and the ocean? The water boy. Is this the one that you were being all mopey about last time we talked? <laughs> And uh, B kind of gestures to Galen a little bit and kind of goes, So, Maxilla, we're back together. Or roommates, as if you will say. 
And they were And she kind of cleans up Galen a little bit, like, uh, straightens his, like, cape a little bit, and, like, makes him look a little bit more presentable, and goes, You're telling me, the man that you spent so much time, <laughs> and B I'm cuts sorry. her off, <laughs> and says, uh, I think he should introduce himself to you, actually. And before I, uh, Maxilla kind of looks at Galen and is like, well, ain't it a small world now, Slick, ain't it? At which point, Travis, holding a mug of tea, just s- starts laughing for a moment. And he's like, <laughs> you have no idea. At which point, uh, Incas, who is now standing sort of behind him again, uh, peers around him and looks up at him. And he's like, what's what's so funny at which point Travis just sort of goes I'll I'll tell you when you're older making awkward eye contact with B across the room at which point Incas nods wisely and he goes oh never mind I know exactly what you're talking about and starts laughing himself I um, just go not getting not getting what this when you're older bit is about and just go, oh, he doesn't want to like show that he's violent against anyone else. But I'm like, no, Galen deserved it. Uh, so just go, oh, it's nothing. It's just that, well, Travis's fist and Galen's face are already well acquainted. <laughs> Chris looks kind of <laughs> uh, is a little startled, uh, not really aware that the other rest of the party is there and looks over to Ari and kind of goes... Well, I'm also acquainted with Galen's face as well, too. <laughs> and also, I've missed your faces. <laughs> um, Leon, that having a very specific flashback to a very specific hallway. Wait, I do <laughs> believe that Galen was about to introduce himself mm-hmm. as... <laughs> Madam Maxilla, it's great to see you again. And then he looks over at Travis and goes, Travis? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Travis frowns at you. Oh. Now don't think you're getting out of a hood, Galen. And Maxwell pulls him into one. <laughs> Galen sort of just like laughs and accepts it, and him back. Um, Leon also being a very huggy person, much like Maxilla, which like I don't think the party has ever really gotten to experience because they hadn't been apart for any stretch of time. Um stands up and goes B and kind of like holds her hands out for a hug. B quickly comes over and uh, hugs Leon. <laughs> and as she's hugging Leon, she kind of leans over a little bit to Leon's uh, shoulder a little bit into her ear. And she's like, have you put the lingerie to good use? <laughs> oh God. It's a horny Leon goes, <laughs> Leon goes, I'm not telling my secrets, but I have something for you. And uh, then she kind of lets go of B, motions to Galen, and is like, literally everyone's gotten a hug. I don't have a choice. I just kind of opens her hands. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes for a hug. And uh, as she lets go of Galen, she says, everyone is here, okay. And she like kind of like walks back over to her bag and is like, I brought gifts for everyone. Um, And she starts like digging through her bag. 
and she starts by pulling out what is kind of like a plain looking box and she hands it over to Ari and she says, Ari, uh, when you open this, you will find a fully stocked letter writing kit. It's got a bunch of different kinds of quills with different sizes. I bought you like three or four different colors of ink. I thought you'd like maybe black and green and I got red. I haven't seen you wear red, but I felt like it was important. And then all of the papers, they've they've got little leaf designs on them. I know you were talking about how you didn't have enough parchment to write letters to she who shall not be named. Um, so I thought I would make sure that you had enough tools to do whatever you would like to do. Um, and she kind of like yeah. shoves it over. <laughs> I like take the box very kindly and I just like, Lifted up, sort of uh, in gesture and smile, like in appreciation to Leon. All the while inside, I'm thinking, this paper. Well, the quills should work the same. <laughs> uh, in my head, in my head. So this isn't yeah. you don't yeah, hear yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, yes, I'm very grateful. So while well they're I just go, thank you very much. Chris kind of like uh, eyes. But with a look of confusion, just like, <laughs> and it's like that's so nice. And then she kind of like scooches off the table to like run over and and hug both B and Galen while while uh, Leon finishes kind of giving out gifts. <laughs> um. So while they do that hug, Leon is uh, kind of digging through her bag, um, and uh, she she kind of she pulls out another box. And this one is uh, a beautiful, like, red box with a kind of pink bow over it. And she walks over to B, and she hands it to B, and she looks at Galen and says, This is for both of you. And uh, <laughs> she goes, Okay, so. I got a beautiful handmade lace and silk set made for you. It is a garnet color with some beautiful embroidered pink flowers. Cause I thought that would really beautifully compliment your skin. The um for once is very speechless and just kind of looking at Leon and just kind of going like I'm sure. I'm glad that I picked up that you used your gift very well, and I'll be uh, putting this uh, gift to good use too. And she looks over to Galen, and quickly looks back to Leon, and just kind of gives a little quick wink. <laughs> um, standing nearby has like an eyebrow, an eyebrow raised, and like a smirk on her face. <laughs> Incas is giggling hysterically, at which case, at which point, uh, Travis kind of reaches over and kind of smacks him upside the head very gently. <laughs> um, upon seeing Travis do that, Leon points at him next and kind of goes digging through her bag and pulls out a book, and. Uh, it's, 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 she hands it to Travis and she says, I was most impressed by your cooking the last time I was here. I was made aware of a brand new cookbook that had been published on all different ways that you can season and cook meat. And I thought of you, so I thought I would bring it for you. 
And she hands him over this like big bulky cookbook. Travis takes the cookbook, um, looks at you and he goes, thank you. And he looks at Maxilla with near obvious panic in his eyes. And uh, trying not to laugh. <laughs> Maxilla's like, he's like, he looks at her and then looks at the book and then sort of walks over to her awkwardly, opens it up and points at one of the words in the book and he says mar marai maranidi <laughs> Allison doesn't know what you're saying he <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks at Maxilla's confusion oh, and leans over uh, intelligence is also my real life dump stat, but um, <laughs> uh, Maxilla is like, uh, that looks like marinade, uh, and I'm sure that this will be a really fun activity for us to work through together, uh, and maybe we can try out cooking these recipes together in the kitchen sometime later. <laughs> together <laughs> Travis nods very seriously and he's like I'd like that uh B just kind of nods and kind of goes mm -hmm. together next uh -huh. <laughs> little whaps B upside the head Travis cannot make eye contact with B ever since she's arrived he's been like oh my god um upon Maxilla smacking B upside the head Leon turns to Maxilla and is like, the fact that y'all are just like hitting each other and that's how I'm gifting you your gift isn't necessarily what I envisioned, but we're here and it's happening. So um, Leon goes digging through her satchel and she pulls out this big straw hat. And it is a straw hat and you can tell it's like hand woven and there's a braid right where the hat part meets the brim and then on the brim there are stitched in yellow sunflowers and she hands it to maxilla and says last time we were here you mentioned you did a lot of work outside with your family so i thought i would get you something to help protect you from the sun Maxilla is over. She's oh shit! Thank, 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 Chante. I was listen. I was just thinking my straw hat that I use. It was getting all beat up, and I think I, it's going to become a lake hat. So I think this is going to be my kind of my like everyday hat. Oh, it's beautiful, Leon. Oh man. Oh, I got to take care of this. I usually get like a straw hat like every other month, and I just kind of wear them out. I got to be careful with this one. I love it so much. Oh my God. Um, Leon says, you are welcome. Um, and she turns to Gris and kind of points and is like, I've got something for you too. Um, and she goes, oh, just shh, shh. Leon is like, shh, shh. As she's like digging through her satchel with one hand, she's like, shh, I go, Gris, if like, I had to take let my gift, so do you. <laughs> Gris kind of glares at Arya and he's like, Arya, that's rude. <laughs> I'm just like, they're not um, used to and getting Leon, gifts, so they're just like, you have to go through this too. Leon pulls out this beautiful green and gold silk rope. And she hands it to Gris, and she says, I noticed 
at the rope on your staff wasn't very you, and it was looking a little worn out. And so I got this enchanted so that it doesn't wear and tear. It'll stay beautiful and gold and green, and you can wrap it around your staff. And she kind of hands it to Gris. Gris kind of takes it and like fills the material and just kind of like stares at it for a second. And she goes to say something, but like her voice kind of catches in her throat. And then she just looks at Leon and says, for my staff? Yeah. So that's so thoughtful, Leon. And she's like, my staff is always just decorated with things that I, I love. And this is just perfect. And she kind of like holds it to her chest and slowly makes her way over to her staff and immediately starts pulling off the old kind of worn uh, <laughs> rope and starts like carefully wrapping it around the length of her staff and like ties it in a really pretty knot and just kind of smiles to herself. <laughs> Leon says, I am glad you like it. Um, and then she kind of looks at Galen and is like, we should catch up. You should come and catch up with us. Uh, oh, and she goes okay. to sit at the table back where she was sitting. Galen follows. Gris is sitting on the table once again, kind of staff like across her lap as she like kind of gently kind of strokes the the material of the this kind of satiny rope that uh, Leon has given her, and she kind of looks up at Galen like excitedly and says, "How's your mother?" You know, Chris, she's actually doing very well. And Galen says this with a smile, something that's not common oh. for him. Chris oh. just beams and she's like, I'm so glad to hear that. You've been spending time with her, right? Every day. Good. Glad to hear it. Upon seeing his smile, I smile back so it's an obvious humor, but I go, careful with that. You'll you'll get a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> Travis thinks that's hilarious. Yeah, you're right. I don't want my face to get stuck like this. It's something my mom would always say if I didn't eat my fish. Um, well, mine say mine too, but that was the opposite expression. And I like to do a, a deep, like a deep, com like cartoonish round, just like. Uh, B kind of leans over to uh, Ari and kind of goes, but I do love when you do smile. <laughs> Blushes intensely at that and just like just ignores it, thinking about the letter they recently received and going like, I don't think you should be flirting with me. <laughs> um, Gris kind of uh, side eyes Ariadne like Oh, we're, we're getting information here, and then kind of like looks over at Leon, like you're picking up this information. <laughs> Leon is looking at Gris, like, okay. <laughs> Travis, not understanding the context of this at all, is like sort of rubbing his temples after having spent the last good thirty seconds admiring Maxilla in her hat with just the like mm -hmm. most soft, genuine expression. He then turns to Ariadne. He goes rubbing like the the space between his eyes she's like that with everyone <laughs> oh i've come to learn quite uh, with that comment b actually acknowledges travis for the first time since she's entered this house and kind of just looks at him and goes travis <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
looking between them both, I just go, did you know I was once stuck in my room, unable to leave into a hallway that was otherwise occupied by a certain couple? And I'd like side-eye B and, and Galen. I forgot about that. That's Galen truly just, like, crazy, yeah. Galen just to himself and looks around the room. <laughs> Gris kind of mumbles, I once had to uh, take a bath and they used bath water, so... <laughs> We all looked at Gris and is like, I'm so sorry. Stapius sort of puts back together the herb bundle and like pushes it towards Gris before going and gently taking Maxilla's hand. Um, Incas, however, seems very interested with the direction this conversation is going and (laughs) takes a seat in one of the empty chairs and is like, Maxilla, you got like two very pretty friends. <laughs> yeah, buzz off, Fleabag. All right. <laughs> I think you need to go see if Mom Bonnie need anything help in the fields. <laughs> I think you stro- need to go see if Mom Bonnie need any help in the fields. <laughs> Chris, Chris strokes her braid and she's like, "Well, that's sweet." <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just i just like get get caught on the on the on the turn of phrase and just go but fleas don't buzz <laughs> leon laughs audibly at this like oh my god still it hasn't changed at all oh my god oh god um and then she kind of turns to galen and b and she says so, and she's like trying to be coy about it. She's like, how's the group of people that you run? Galen just sort of smirks and points to B <laughs> and is like, this one's got it all under wraps. Um, And B kind of like, with that comment under wraps, she kind of goes, or, you know, there's a lot more revealed under what's underneath the wraps, which keeps him staying. Gris kind of tilts her head and she's like, mm, yeah, recent I noticed that recently when we got your um, letter. It was very thoughtful. Um, <laughs> we have part of it, like, like this part up, hung in our cottage, though. V <laughs> lights up with that and goes, you got my letter? And you kept it? Chris so much more than what I could say for others as she looks over to like Max. I keep all your letters. I just don't hang them up. Chris oh, kind of like, see what my brother's been doing? I ain't gonna put up your naked photos. Chris like leans over to Maxilla and like nods thoughtfully and she's like, it took Reese by surprise for sure. So we just kind of tore off her head and, and put that up. And everyone can see our little tiefling friend B. Go so, well. Thanks to Leon, I have a safer place to keep him. Oh, Leon points at Ari and is like, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> Being like, "That's not what I intended it for," but that's cool. She doesn't <laughs> say that, but it's like, okay. <laughs> um, but V gets a little bit more sincere, and she looks over to Leon um, for her question about the group, and she says. It's been going great, though. Thank you for asking. And as she finishes that sentence, she looks over to Galen a little bit and kind of gives a little nod and a little wink. Leon says, I had 
every faith in you being able to handle it be. <laughs> every faith. And she looks over to Galen and kind of goes like, she doesn't say anything. She just kind of looks over to Galen, <laughs> seeing if he says anything. Uh, B's actually the one in charge, Leon. As she should be. Yeah, <laughs> I after, would say. after I uh, I returned home and saw how everything ran, it just made sense. Well, so I mean, now... yes, dramatics aren't a good business model. <laughs> Travis again snorts <laughs> and sort of uh, reaches over and slaps Ari on the back a little jovially, although he forgets that he has a good two feet on them and they sort of yeah. knock forward Pro a little bit. Yeah, probably just go like against the, the edge of the table or something. Just go. <laughs> yeah. It just takes another step. <laughs> The Maxilla having like kind of seen that conversation kind of looks at me. It's like, wow, you can get anybody wrapped around your pretty little finger, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> Travis once again rubs the space in between his eyes and he's like, not anyone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maxilla. Um, sure, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Leon getting a little serious, uh, but not like too serious, looks to Galen and is like, you had a lot of other things on your plate. So I think leaving B in charge makes a lot of sense for you, especially because you said what? You spent every day with your, your mom? What else were you doing? So um, the life cleric that's been taking care of my mother, actually, um, this is partly B's idea. But the life cleric uh, graciously offered to um, sort of take me in and act as a, a therapist for me. <laughs> Leon and... goes, she's like excited. She doesn't say anything, but she's like, yes. Chris and just smiles. <laughs> B just looks to the group and kind of nods. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's been going uh, really great, honestly. I have a lot more insight about how I work, uh, how other people are affected or have been affected by things I've done and why that's okay and not okay. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time just getting back on track I feel a lot more happy and confident um Leon says that is incredible Ellen I actually that's amazing I love hearing that that's awesome oh my god she's like yes I'm so excited for you I'm so proud of you like she's like yes <laughs> Gris chimes in and is like, I'm proud of you, Galen. And she kind of lightly pats her satchel and she's like, I guess there's some stuff in here we won't be needing. But what's next for Galen? Well, in in the time that I'm not um, either with the life cleric or my mother or with B, I'm actually working on um, myself physically. Um, I've been training a little bit doing 
things like that. Uh, I've been up in the library studying. Um, I chuckle a little at that. <laughs> I I want I just want to be the best person that I can be and uh you know the, the little stunt of me jumping off the ship didn't help either so Leon like tries to hold back the laugh and she's like I'm so sorry I know I shouldn't laugh but Galen co- She's just like really trying not to laugh. Like she's like, we were about to go into the most dangerous thing we'd ever done, and you said, "Yeah, BRB, let me dive off a boat into sand." It wasn't smart, I know, and I can laugh at it now. But sometimes we escape awkward situations by doing even awkwarder tasks. You know, it just happens. Leon looks at Grissom, was like, "It wasn't even awkward." We were just planning our mode of attack. <laughs> At the time. <laughs> and she whispers the next part to Leon, Galen wasn't a fan of Marius, so... Leon puts her hand up and whispers back, Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> just making <laughs> sure. And then, and then aloud, she says to Galen, What have you been reading in the library? Because I've been doing a lot of research, too. Same. Leon, like, nods and looks in the distance and, like, kind of furrows <laughs> the brow and is like, Same. <laughs> Um, so since my father passed, um, I thought it would be some sort of closure for me to understand what he was about. Um, as you might know, still he's, or remember, he was, uh, he served in the, uh, Triton military. So I've been reading up on, uh, Triton strategy, warfare, combat things like that uh, my aunt and uncle are actually the head scholars of the library at Aquara so it was kind of easy to find all that information and I'll take what I read and then I'll head down to um, train with everyone else in uh, at the yard and near the brigade and everything just taking what I learned from the books and then also training with uh, of one of my father's friends and immediately putting that into practice it's kind of helping me build up that memory and l- teach myself and then also help teach others I go well I can't vouch for the books but if you ever want to race the courses at <laughs> at my at my temple I'll still beat you but you'll feel really good about yourself I oh, might take you up on that, Ari. <laughs> Chris, Chris is like in her brain as she asks what kind of courses. It's like maybe I can run them as like a a a, a panther or a cougar or something. <laughs> is she's like say that out loud. No, she's kind of just thinking as thinking she asks. It? Yeah, like what kind what kind of courses? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they get harder the older you get, but I think even like some of not the ones I run. But not the initiate ones you do really mm. well at. The older mm. you get, and Gris kind of crosses her arms and gives them a side eye, like, Ariadne, please. I say older, it's it's Ari and is like. <laughs> no. I, I, I see the, the or Gris's expression. I say, first of all, you know I'm older than you. I Second know, of all, I say older prior. because it's a measure of time, but it's about the the color and level you're at depends if you're running it as a squirrel you'll have different results than as if you run it as a 
fucking uh, I don't know whatever bird we were back with Cersei. <laughs> Chris That's is like, actually mm. what might be cheating since you could just fly through it and that doesn't yeah. seem very fair to everyone else. Well, I've gotten really good at flying, just so you know. <laughs> Have you? Leon looks aggressive. So are you really? any more sympathetic to a certain, oh, I don't know, aviary resident of the forest? Squirrels oh, are here we go. Oh god, Leon looks at Galen. And she's like, but that's beside the point. And she turns to Leon as if to answer Leon's question. She's reason I have practiced wild shaping uh, in kind of a competition sort of way. <laughs> Leon's like, I love that. Chris is like, sometimes Reese comes home a little bit later than I do. And um, I like to surprise him as varying animals. And then... Um, I don't seem to really surprise him, and then Reese wild shapes into larger animals. <laughs> and she's like, it's it's interesting. <laughs> just heard the competition part and not knowing a lot of other competitions that aren't physical, I just go, Well, if you're smaller, you get the dexterity advantage. So really it's it's the same thing. Well, being Leon just kinda Leon just kinda goes. Whatever keeps it fresh, Chris. Chris is like, oh, Leon. <laughs> uh, he kind of he... flashes a look to B and is like, don't. Uh, with that, B kind of shuts her mouth a little bit and stands up a little straighter. <laughs> bright red. And she's like, oh, no. Oh, and no. all she says to Chris is, I'm happy for you. And Chris is like, I, that's not. Okay. <laughs> Travis is making direct eye contact with Incas, who's avoiding eye contact with him by making eye contact with Maxilla. <laughs> and it, there's just like some very obvious tension between all sort of the orc people in the room on trying to limit the amount of things this boy says in pleasant company. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just uh, add on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, continue. Oh no, B just kind of forgets that um, Maxilla has other guests besides the group that's here and kind of goes, oh, children. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and she scoots a little back and kind of scoots a little closer to Galen. And just, yeah, B, you remember my two younger siblings? Look, yeah. My two of three younger siblings? Uh-huh. <laughs> I look at B and go, I know they're small, but they're not that small. Uh, at this, Inca sort of bristles a little bit, and he's like, I'll have you know, I'm very nearly six feet. Oh, taller than Galen, I would assume then, right? Unfortunately. Boy? And, <laughs> and stronger, and he like smiles, and then seems oh. to like, Look at Travis and like repostures himself a little bit. Galen can't. Galen can't help but just just giggle. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Ariadne, how is Temple been? <laughs> it's fine. They weren't too thrilled about me leaving so abruptly, so I did have to. Do a couple mm. chores I would rather not have done. 
Um, oh. But I had a Laura there, so it wasn't all that bad. And afterwards, I got my colors, and I got to tell all the other ones what to do. So that's fun. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy that part? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Chris nods like they're kind of back to their old shenanigans. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had to, I had to do one when I first got there. It's their turn. Chris is like, I know what you mean. Sometimes being able to boss Nyx around is quite fun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but other than that, not too much. Shortly after I got the letter to come here. Well, there was one. Uh, that's not, not important, so. No, go ahead. At this point, uh, Travis... Feeling like he's done babysitting Maxilla's siblings. Um, <laughs> leans over and kisses her on the cheek very quickly before she can react. And then uh, heads towards the kitchen. Um, he opens the back door and yells something in a language most of you don't understand. Um, before turning back towards the kitchen and removing what appears to be a loaf of bread from the oven, which he places on the table. Um, Leon gasps. The two children reappear and both tear off large hunks of the bread very quickly. Inca's sort of shoving it into his mouth as quickly as possible. And uh, Stapy's more kind of delicately breaking off pieces and putting them in her mouth mm-hmm. before turning and offering mm-hmm. her hunk to Maxilla. Oh. Still takes it graciously. Like... <laughs> Kind of thanks, thanks Stapies for it, and then takes a little bite, and is like, "Traps, you're done it again. Mm-hmm. It's way over here." Uh, with that comment, B kind of goes, "Travis made this bread." <laughs> yes, B. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. And she whips out a little bit of a little tiny uh, scrap of paper. <laughs> Galen just looks over to B and like under his breath just goes like you're not really gonna Travis really well B's got a rapport of reading Travis's work so she's gotta keep up tabs oh that's what's happening Chris is like I I thought you I don't know what I thought you were gonna do I thought you just didn't know Travis could make bread which given your friendship is very strange (laughs) <laughs> Leon kind of goes, did you all forget about her blog? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not in a restaurant? Chris is like, I, I think it's all gang stuff. Right, then she realizes she said gang in front of children. She's like, the group of people stuff and the other inappropriate for children stuff that B might be a little bit busy. <laughs> Incas around his bread goes. She does gang stuff along with the paper that she says actually, and actually thinks I don't know about. Boy, you better chew with your mouth closed and wait till you speak. As, as the as the other part of party member who generally uh it does chubby bunny with the food and just talks anyway. Uh, do I understand anything he said? Yes. Can I what yes. can I translate? <laughs> he said she does gang stuff on top of the the letters and pictures that Maxilla thinks I don't know about. Oh, yeah, she does. No. She's a very busy girl. 
Around the around the red to translate, but just answering him. Around the red, he goes. She doesn't let me look at them, and she hides them very badly. Oh no! He kind of warms up to this and looks at Maxil and says, "So you did keep them? I told you I kept them." And apparently, I need to be hiding them better. You, both, you snooping through my stuff. The one place I tell you not to go is my freaking dresser. You're in your dresser, Maxilla. At this point, Stapes looks up and she have goes, anywhere else. So you basically tell him where to look, Maxilla. You, you know? Um, yep. Leon, Leon points you at Stapes and is like, could... he's wise. Yeah. <laughs> Galen just goes like, you know, B and I are pretty good at hiding things. We can help you with that. Framing. Framing things also works. Or you could just send me normal letters. <laughs> <laughs> Travis nods thoughtfully, like holding his own piece of bread. He's like, or you could just send her normal letters. <laughs> Uh, Chris, Chris shoots Travis a smile and says, "You've got nothing to worry about, Travis." No, it's then, not. It's that's not my. It's in the past. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> and we all do this, <laughs> and everyone, yeah. like the three of them, being Maxilla, Travis, and B, all sort of like look in different directions for a moment. <laughs> Chris is just like, oh no. <laughs> look, I look at the three Leo different directions. Like... <laughs> Sorry, Ari, go ahead. Oh, I said, I look at the three different directions and I'm like, is there a bug? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very I'm annoying. Just Travis Cicada. doing like the Debbie Ryan thing, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> <clears throat> As this sort of awkward pause in the conversation happens, sorry, Maxilla, do you have something to say? No, Maxilla's just trying to change the subject. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope you're all excited for the festival coming uh, this weekend. It's going to be a real hoot. As I Maxilla hope- awkwardly babbles to try to fill this sort of strange silence that's that's filled the air, uh, the door opens. Hi everyone, Victoria here. I play Leon LaBelle. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Tabletop Tavern and to quickly remind you of a few things. You can find us on our Twitter at twitter.com slash tabletop tavern underscore. And we also live stream this podcast every single Thursday at 6 p.m. MST, 8 p.m. EST over on twitch.tv slash the tabletop tavern underscore. We would love to see you there. We are so, so happy and excited that you're listening to this episode of the podcast but if you ever want to watch us live we are live every single thursday we would like to remind everyone that if you tweet at us and use the hashtag the tabletop tavern hashtag on twitter with your theories your fan art or just your recommendations or you know 
compliments, you have the opportunity and chance to be named after an NPC. So if you use the hashtag, the Tabletop Tavern hashtag on Twitter and you at us, we will name you after an NPC at some point. We need to name NPCs. They need to have names and we would love for you all to be named after NPCs for talking about our show and for spreading the word. So thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. A tall, middle-aged orc woman, her dark red hair streaked with gray and visible smile lines around her eyes, enters the kitchen through the back door, kicking off her dusty boots in the doorway and uh, reacts with visible surprise to the collection of strangers seating around, sitting, seated around her kitchen table. She exclaims in whatever language you'd heard Travis speak earlier a little bit and then quickly switch, switches to common. Why, Miss Maxilla Marie Osteoclast, why in Cordea's green earth <laughs> didn't you tell us your friends were here? And though her words are chastising, there's definitely like a teasing tone to them. Uh, sorry, Ma, uh, they all kind of came in at once and they were kind of catching up all, so I kind of got a little distracted there, but, uh, and I just assumed we were too, uh, you were too busy in the field, I assumed, uh, you'd come in as soon as you could, but yeah, it looks like the whole gang's here now. Uh, this is, as you remember, B and, uh, the company that helped us with the wyvern. So, Cordea... Not Cordea. Wow. <laughs> Cordea. She just said Cordea's. It's fine. Shantae's green earth. Yeah. Sorry. Cor- uh, <laughs> this woman steps forward and wraps B up in a hug very warmly before stepping back to look at all of you. Well, it's always nice to meet my daughter's friends. They come by so rarely, except for Travis. You, you met Travis. Uh... I love Travis. He's just, you know, he's he's old news at this point. No offense, Maxilla. Uh, I'm Cordea, osteoclast. Maxilla is in my top three favorite daughters. Uh, <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> my partner and my other member of the top three favorite daughters would love to meet you. And then she seems to notice Stapies for a second. And she's like, you're there too, sweetheart. Did you already meet? <laughs> and she like, she points to Stapies and then Incus. <laughs> Chew with your mouth cl- closed, Incus. Did you already meet these two? Leon says, yes, we did. Yes, ma'am. All right. I hope Incus wasn't too much trouble. Maxilla, why don't, why don't you take your friends outside and introduce them to your ba? And sister. Hi. <laughs> Y'all will follow me. We can go out the back. Maxilla leads out the back <laughs> door. Leon follows Maxilla. Chris hops down from the table and, and makes way to where Maxilla is leading. Yeah, we got a full house, y'all, so we're just gonna wander around. I think, uh, so I'm just gonna take you out to the field. We're just kind of finishing up this final harvest uh, in... Uh, Ba and Malia is kind of finishing it up, it looks like. Uh, and then she leads them to 
her parent and sister. <laughs> so outside, um, a large semicircular clearing bordered by fields of corn and pumpkins is being prepared for the harvest festival, which you have been invited to celebrate. In the center is the largest fire ring you have ever seen, stacked so high with wood that the stack stands taller than Travis is tall. He sort of looks at it proudly and jams a thumb towards it and then jabs the thumb towards Maxilla and he was like, we, we made that. It's, he, yeah, they, it looks he, great. He holds up a Very hand for a impressive. high five. Yeah, <laughs> to her. I high five him. I look up at it, and this is probably like the most enthusiastic art has been for a, a, like a bit because I'm just like, you made that. <laughs> Gris just slowly pans from like her line of sight up and up and up and up, and she's like, this isn't gonna cause any problems, is it? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, we got it away from uh, from our trees and all our houses. We take this seriously. We do this. This is our big old bonfire that we're going to do for the final day of the Harvest Festival. Uh, it's uh, always super fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year, but we got the pleasure of building up that bonfire this year, so we got to take it seriously. Well, don't worry. It's totally safe. Uh, with that... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gris. With that... Gris uh, <laughs> <laughs> With that comment, uh, B kind of looks over to Maxilla and kind of goes, The Harvest Festival, you've been telling me so much about it. But is it? <laughs> and he chuckles and is like, <laughs> at, no this question, at this Actually. prompting, um, you all sort of take a moment to look around before you receive your answer. Um, surrounding the fire ring, um, are a series of wooden stalls. Um, they appear to be hand-built and hand-painted. Uh, across from the fire ring on the far side um, sits a wagon decorated with orange and red cloth adjacent to what appears to be a livestock pen. Leon, you shudder a little bit as you remember Maxilla having yeah. mentioned something about greased pig wrestling or chasing. Um, the boots as you take a slightly closer look, appear to be hand-painted with images of sunflowers and pumpkins. Um, a middle-aged human, balanced on the shoulders of yet another half-orc child, seems to be putting the finishing touches on a sign over one of these booths that reads, Mauled Mead and Cider. However, at this question, they sort of hop down from the shoulders of what appears to be their child, and... <laughs> Approach you beaming. Well, Maxilla, oh. are these your friends? <laughs> oh, Bob, it looks amazing. I yeah, I just came out to show them all the hard work that you've been doing. But yeah, uh, here are my friends. Well, I met those two last night when they got in real late. He points to Ari and Gris, and then he goes, "But I don't think I well the pink one. I don't remember the other." Two. Have I met them? <laughs> um, Le Leon kind of goes, um, my name is uh, Lady Leon LaBelle. Mm, Lady Leon LaBelle. That's fancy. Maxilla, you did not tell us we'd be having fancy people around here. 
I got my fill of fancy. Yeah, I got my fill of fancy. Leon's like really trying to be like nice. She doesn't want this person to feel bad. She's like, I got my fill of fancy and A-list. She didn't. Mm. But she's saying it. Sort of extend a rough hand and shake your hand enthusiastically. Well, my name's Chet Morgan. And I'm right happy to have you here on my farm. Happy to be here. Sort of jokingly and like jumping at the chance to antagonize Leon a bit, Galen just goes like, oh, you don't know. She's the greased pig wrestling champion up in A-list. I'm not. No, actually. Chip won't ever beams be. at you and he's like, oh, I'm sure you're just being humble. <laughs> B no, quickly picks up on this and kind of leans towards uh, Galen and I as well and kind of goes, oh, you know, you have to keep those hands precise and nice, well kept for the pigs. Leon goes, <laughs> turns around and says, I will not hesitate to set you on fire, Galen. <laughs> She says it jokingly, but also like, yeah. With that, I just go. She even probably gets an advantage from Mage Hand, so she's real good. Leo Travis, Arian is like, you too. Chris is just shaking her head and like, I'm not gonna add fuel to this fire. Travis is like nodding. He's like, I'd actually really like to see that, Maxilla. Would you like to see that? And Leon should test her medal up against our best pig wrestlers. Yeah, so Leon too. looks at Travis and Maxilla and is like, it's good to want things. <laughs> Are you going to say no to a challenge, Leon? <laughs> right now? And <laughs> she like motion her outfit. Oh, no, no. Yes. The pigs are... Taking a nap. You can you can do it later. You can change your clothes. I'm sure Maxilla's got something mm-hmm. from her eight I go, to ten years the, that'll yeah. fit you. <laughs> Gris kind of like leans into Leon and kind of like whispers so that only she can hear and she's like, um, I could maybe wild shape into a pig and you could just grab me really quickly or... Um, As you whisper this, <laughs> yes. okay. uh, uh, a hand sort of puts itself on either of your shoulders and Incas pops up between the two of you and he goes, I think that's cheating. And Chris is like, oh, you would never cheat. Uh, I just try to help out a lady um, of stature to um, accomplish a goal. Maxilla doesn't want us helping this lady of stature accomplish a goal. I got chastised for that. (laughs) At the exact same time that he's saying that, as, as, as Leon, as he's saying that, Leon casts message to Gris and is like, I have a plan. Uh, I just, I just need you to keep the wild shape in your back pocket. Okay? Gris responds quickly, and that's all she says. Gris is like, "I got you," but also there's other things I could do. So let's talk later. And I just go, "Oh, I don't know. Is it? I mean, Leon's the one who's always so adamant about the rules of hospitality." Well, hospitality. Speaking of which, <clears throat> Chet looks a little awkward. Like maybe they've forgotten something. They turn to Galen, look at the small distance between B and Galen and goes, Wow, Miss Bofkin, did you bring your pair more? Oh, uh. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> as we struggle just... to answer, Gala just like bows and is like, "Yes, she did," <laughs> and flashes a grin. Well, he's a hoot and a half, ain't he, Maxilla? <laughs> no. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said. <laughs> he's a hoot and a half, ain't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he is a hoot. He's a slick one, too. You gotta watch out around him. Travis kind of shrugs and he's like, it's fine, I'll handle it. <laughs> he will. Uh, and Leon's just nodding and is like, yep, at Travis this has point, got this. The orc girl who was helping Chet with their project um, <laughs> approaches the group sort of <laughs> thoughtfully and crosses her arms a little haughtily and goes, and I'm Malleus. Osteoclast, in case you couldn't tell. Um, I still rolled her eyes. But doesn't say anything. <laughs> Leon says, it's lovely to meet you, Alias, you said? Malleus, Lady Leon Bell. I would think a noble woman knows how to pronounce someone's name right the first time. Leon goes, well, my apologies. I'll be sure to get it right every other time. I chuckle and I smile at, uh, and I go, it's nice to meet you, Malias. Don't worry, she still hasn't learned my surname. Well, that's very rude, Lady Leon LaBelle. Uh, it's, it's not that I don't know it. And Leon just kind of goes, hmm. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you. I am above holding grudges, Miss Lady LaBelle. So that is you're so welcome. Great. And she like Wonderful. she like looks at Maxilla and she's like, "Your friends are rude." <laughs> Fr- friends, all males give them a chance. <laughs> you ain't being the most friendly either. I don't have to be friendly. She mispronounced my name, Maxilla. Well, Gris is like offended, and and she's like, well, "Didn't we meet last night?" I, I liked that- you last night, but now you got a rude friend, which means you're all rude, including oh. Maxilla. <laughs> Maxilla, I am no longer speaking to you. Travis, tell Maxilla I'm no longer speaking to her. I really think um, she can hear. Tell her I am no longer speaking to her before I'm no longer speaking to you. At which point, Incas, can't you could use? Incas thinks that's hilarious. At which point, Incas makes a long fart noise with his mouth, and Malleus sort of starts to chase after him as if she is going to beat him. Uh, B kind (laughs) of leans over to the group and just kind of goes, you know, I'm okay if the children don't want to talk to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're going through that time in their life where they have moods. (laughs) Oh, the audacity. And they just keep, they, they're kind of like an echo chamber where air, they just keep adding to each other and they keep, if one's in a bad mood, they're all in a bad mood. Chris and Malleus tends to be in a bad mood. <laughs> Chris nods thoughtfully and kind of looks at Maxilla and is like, oh, 
the kids in the village tend to just feed off of each other. They travel in packs and herds, if you will. And if one of them gets hurt, they all get hurt. And if one of them jumps into a creek, they all jump into a creek. And she just is like, mm, I know what you mean. <laughs> Chet nods thoughtfully and strokes their chin for a moment and goes, you know, I have some stories about that one that would make her redder than an apple. Leon goes, a really? <laughs> you went through your own boots too, Maxilla. You're just lucky I don't want to embarrass you in front of Travis. No, Ba, I was an angel. <laughs> yeah, an angel with a curly tail and the devil's hooves. <laughs> Leon goes, I think I'd like to hear that story later. <laughs> Travis is like nodding thoughtfully and he's like, hmm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Chris kind of like speaks up and she's like so about this harvest festival I got the feeling that you know harvest and fall and food and one of the best foods um during the fall of course is mushrooms so I was wondering if you would happen to have a mushroom stall or some sort of mushroom picking harvest I'm just curious about the events of this weekend well I think Maxilla can tell you everything you need to know about this weekend you sort of they, they sort of like nod for a moment and then go I have to go get one of the little ones. I gotta reach up there. Unless, and he sort of like points at Travis and Maxilla and he's like, what do you want to help me with the, no, you you stay here. I'll go, I'll go get. <laughs> they, they, they like wander off in the direction of where the children went, ran off to. Well, Miss Gris, I am glad you asked about the Harvest Festival and especially them mushrooms. So we, as you know, as you said, it's fall. And it is oyster season right, oyster mushroom season right now. And we've got a whole stall dedicated to uh, mushrooms and macro brews, which I guess is just beer in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, nodding along, goes, I think you'll you'll like the beer. I mean, I I'm, I made it. I think it's I think it's I think you it's made nice. it, Travis. Yeah, I light up and I just go. Oh, we have to talk more. Because <laughs> I and I just think I have uh I like I make it. I can make things too. Just <laughs> like I can use brewers tools too. If Travis made it, I'm sure it's great. You are a kiss up still, Galen. <laughs> Leon laughs audibly like yes, yes. <laughs> Galen just looks up to Travis and goes like I'm trying <laughs> your arms hurt from the reach a little Ari a little at this point Travis makes eye contact with B for the first time in a good 30 minutes since that last terribly awkward interaction and goes you know, your boyfriend just has one of the most punchable faces I've ever seen. You've punched me before, actually, and uh, I'd prefer that not happen again, so if there's anything I can do to ensure that, I would love that. Um, and B leans a little closer to Travis. The first time actually getting closer to Travis, I think, since she's arrived, and kind of goes, you know, I get that a lot. <laughs> He takes like a small step backwards as you lean towards him and he's like, I'm sure you do. And then just 
turns his attention back to Maxilla and he goes, I'm so sorry, I I interrupted you. Um please. Uh, so we got, like I said, there will be that, the beloved mushrooms through that you said. We also got some fried mushrooms and we got mushrooms on a stick. <laughs> but we also have other food besides mushrooms because it's the whole, it's a whole big celebration. <laughs> eyes are like this big and she's like, no, 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 go on. <laughs> Leona's like nodding like, is there anything but mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs> We also we also got the one the the best barbecue in Very Valley is gonna be here uh, for the festival since we got huge big old celebration. Uh, what else we got? We got oh man, Miss Prissy is coming and she's gonna be selling all her jams at her store and I always look forward to that. I always need her boysenberry jam more than life itself and I have to stock up for the season. So we got that. Hmm, what else we got? Uh, we got a pie-eating contest, which should be fun. Uh, we got hay bale rides. Hmm. Oh, I gotta worry about the livestock show, but y'all don't have to worry about that. Hmm. Leona's nodding think- along thoughtfully, like... Mm-hmm. Be kind of leans this over. is my not my life at all ever in any capacity <laughs> whatsoever at all okay travis is um, watching maxilla talk about this thing she's clearly very excited about just absolutely enamored just <laughs> the entire awkward situation that's happening around him whatever the hell's going on with b and galen he's just all he can do is watch maxilla talk about all the different types of mushrooms that are going to be at this event and nod along enthusiastically <laughs> V in the middle of uh, oh. Maxilla thinking kind of goes, what do you want us to do? Whatever you want. This is an open festival. I, but B, I swear to God, we have to do one thing, one thing together. We got to do gourd launching. <laughs> Leona's like, what? <laughs> Y'all, this is the best event of the entire, besides the hoedown, which is always great. We got live what? dancing and live music. The hoedown. <laughs> Leona's like, oh, wow. This is a whole new world. <laughs> we got dances that we'll have like, like moves to. It's don't worry about it. It's really easy to pick up. They're usually really fun. And usually you can just do whatever you want. I've learned them, but that's just because you can't go a month without a celebration happening where you need to know a line dance. But. <laughs> That sounds like, like I know how to waltz. Already. It's fine. But we got gourd launching, which besides the hoedown is my favorite activity. Basically, <laughs> we save some like uh, produce that we just decided for one reason or another we weren't going to sell. Or sometimes I'll just save. I'll just grow some because I want to uh, want to launch them. And we put them between two trees and we try to launch them as far as we can into the field. It's the best freaking thing i love gourd launch at this point incas having disappeared off stage uh to chase malleus reappears next to maxilla and looking very proud of himself goes last year i uh i launched a a rotted pumpkin at max's head and it took three days to get out of her hair yeah and you're not ever supposed to shoot a gourd when someone is in the field. Well, I thought it was funny, Maxilla. gourd safety. Maxilla, I thought it was funny. I don't know what your problem is. She needs to... Travis, your girlfriend doesn't have a sense of humor. 
Boy, you're lucky that I have such a high HP. (laughs) (laughs) Not to gourd, but could you launch a person? Oh, yeah. We put Stapies in it last year, but Max (laughs) caught us before we could launch her. (laughs) Stapies? Oh, my God. What the poor girl? How did you do that? It was funny. I would have ruined the fun for everyone. (laughs) And then we never would have had gourd launching again. Think about your actions. So, what's the goal of gourd launching? To hit things in a field. Like your sister. You could even launch one sister at another sister, you know, if anybody had a goddamn sense of humor in here. We'll put barrels out there for you to aim at, but really we just like to see gourds fly. I don't know. It's just fun, okay? And not everything has to have a point. As Maxilla's like explaining gourd launching, Galen just sort of mischievously grins at Gris and then catches himself and like sort of just like shakes the thought off. Gris kind of like looks at Galen and is like, no, no. Leon echoes that and is like, no, absolutely not. Ingus no. is watching this entire exchange and he for a minute points at Gris and then points at B and then goes, you know, either one of them could really, you could. I'm just nope. saying. Inkis, the princess said no. So Gris are saying this because they felt like I didn't catch Galen's Galen's thing. So I thought they were saying this to me, and I'm like, I didn't mean her. I meant I said I'm not a. My question was, I am not a gourd, but could it launch a person? (laughs) That person is me. Uh, Leon says, I think hypothetically you could launch probably anything. But it's whether you should. Kind of tilts her head and like turns to Ariadne and is like, do you just want to fly? I mean, you can wild shape. I can't. But you could, hmm. Gris is like thinking and she's like, don't, don't, don't launch yourself. We'll, we'll come back to this. (laughs) As the party is distracted by these hypotheticals, um, Ancus sort of stands on his tiptoes and leans over to Maxilla and says, Hey, uh, Max. Um, Ma said she had something pretty important to talk to you about. Well, guess I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) B just kind of looks at Maxilla and says, We just got here. I mean, y'all, y'all can hang out. I get, I don't think my Ma might need just something from me. Y'all can just hang out. And be kind of in turmoil, kind of goes, I've missed you. <laughs> and she looks over to Galen and goes, not yet. Soon. We'll talk later. <laughs> Galen sort of just like, reassuringly like rubs B's back and is like she'll be back it's okay <laughs> Travis uh, watches as Maxilla sort of walks towards her mother who's standing on the wraparound porch behind them um, looking more like he doesn't want to be trapped in this social shit situation with these people he doesn't know very well than sort of forlorn um but he turns back to you and sort of starts to facilitate conversation. Maxilla, you get to the porch where your mother is waiting. She looks at you for a moment and takes both your hands very gently. 
dear, um, last night when those two got in uh, yesterday, they, uh, one of them mentioned something about being a monk and the other about the druid, and I was just, you know, I was wondering if maybe you'd mentioned anything to them, or Travis, about, uh, well, you know. You know, they kind of got, it's been a little whirlwind since they got here, but I was thinking about mentioning it to them. I wasn't sure when to do it, but if I can get them in a quiet moment, Ma, I'll definitely bring it up. I think maybe they'll have, I may, they may have a different insight than we do about this situation. She nods for a moment thoughtfully and then takes one of her hands away from yours and places it gently on your face in a maternal display of affection and goes, Well, don't worry too much about it, dear, you know. Let them enjoy their night. And you too, all right? You you let Stapies if you want, no, if, if you want her to take over the, the livestock. I know that your friends are here and, I mean, Travis ain't never seen a harvest festival before, darling. You know, it's quite a romantic situation <laughs> that might be a good uh way for stapies to get some independence too i know she's been taking care of sheep so i don't know maybe i'll talk to stapies about taking over some of the livestock responsibilities for the competition but yeah mom yeah mom i want to i want to show them everything about the harvest festival all right dear well i just you know i thought we should probably get a second third opinion on and she sort of like takes a deep breath and sighs and then looks over your friends and she goes you can go back to now I don't think Travis is doing so great on his own Travis meanwhile <laughs> is looking at all of you a little awkwardly and goes <clears throat> so in a while it has hasn't it Travis <laughs> Leon says, "How, how's your tavern?" Oh, Nailus. it's great. It's great. Um, you know the uh, the kid moved on for a little bit, went somewhere else, but uh, I'm doing okay on my own. He comes by from time to time. Maxilla came to visit for a week. That was oh. that was really yeah. It's it's thank you for that. It's good. It's good. Uh, Leon nods and is like, "I'm glad to hear it. If you ever need." I don't know. Provisions? Help? Just let me know. I, I have uh, a lot of... And she kind of like motions connections in Alice. I was going to say, Miss LaBelle, you um, don't strike me as particularly handy in a working environment. No offense. Lil <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes, I'm taking it. I didn't mean myself. I meant you let me know and I'll find someone. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chris chuckles and she's mm -hmm. like oh Travis I, I'm happy to come and cook sometime I make a lot of very earthy dishes though like mushroom stew and um, basically mm -hmm. anything caked and coated in herbs so herb encrusted it's only mushroom no 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 not only oh. mushrooms Leon that's fresh and new Chris I, I, I you know I have to take care of my man and I have to take care of the village and I just sometimes we mix it up a little bit it's not always mushrooms just because they're my favorite doesn't mean they're everybody's favorite I know that as the two of them argue about mushrooms uh, <laughs> Maxilla sort of rejoins the group uh, stepping next to Travis Lap him on the back in a friendly way. 
Yeah. He blushes as if this is the cutest thing you've ever done. Leon looks at Maxilla. Leon looks at Maxilla and says, um, "Is everything okay?" Yeah, y'all. Um, if I if I can get you for a moment, uh, my mama mentioned it and it kind of slipped my mind. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, y'all, uh, Ari, you're a monk, and uh, Gris, you're a druid. Is that right? Yep. Um, yeah. Well, we've been having an issue on the farm. Uh, well, the whole valley, really. It's not just us. Uh, where. I don't, I don't want to bore y'all with the details, but basically we were doing all right with Harvest for a while. We had a whole issue where we had a drought a while back, um, but me and B fixed that. Um, and after that, we were having pretty good Harvest. So Chaunty, our, uh, ag- our Harvest goddess, she seemed to be in pretty good favor of us, but I don't know. This year, for some reason, we uh, are... Our yields weren't as good as they usually are. We, it just kind of felt like there wasn't as much as there should be, considering all the rain and uh, we didn't change really anything else except we just ended up having lesser of everything. And I don't know if like it. We don't know if it was Chong T because she really. Uh, we never like to blame. Uh, harvest on our goddess. It's more about bounty than it is about uh, punishment, really. Uh, but she, it just seems that for unexplained reasons, our harvest has gone dry a little bit this year. Not as, just, just not as good as it could be. And I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about goddesses. Uh, changing up the harvest or if there's anything else that would be causing that i don't know maybe it's a whole uh i don't know much about druids at all so i don't really know if that's a whole other (laughs) wheelhouse than mine chris kind of raises an eyebrow to ariadne and and just kind of like just to wait and see what they say yeah so ari's uh brow furrows a little bit in like concern um remembering uh what they overheard a couple of days ago. So, um, pursing their lips a little bit, they uh, they they wait for uh, for Maxilla to finish explaining and, and kind of getting all all the details out. And I go, um, well, I don't know that I can uh, reassure you because, like you said, it it's really hard to tell what could ha- cause something like that. Um, I'm very sorry that that's happened. But I'm afraid to say, I don't think you're as alone as you might think you are. Um, and I look over at Gris, uh, and back to Maxwell, and I say, a couple of days ago, uh, right after I got my colors, um, I overheard the masters talking and, well, they said, and I look back to Gris, they said the old gods, the voices of the old gods were growing quieter. Um, and I'd been helping my friend sort of pray in 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 in, uh, in repayment for all the chores they helped me do, and I just think it's a it's not an isolated incident. Um, 
at this phrase, uh, Travis sort of rolls back his shoulders and makes a little bit of a thoughtful noise, and then he goes, Grumsh. Hmm. Yeah, wait, you're right, Travis. Sorry, y'all, um, we got, I don't, I also don't want to tell you too many details about this because it's kind of a personal orc thing, but uh, we kind of got like a chaos god that whispers in our brains sometimes. Leon goes, oh. Gris's eyebrow is like internal yeah, hairline at this point. <laughs> and I don't want to confuse you with that, but basically they're kind of a, they're a god that causes us to sometimes be violent. Um, but a lot of us that choose to leave orc clans will typically find a way to try to fight off that feeling. Uh, my mama went through it with love and I find that very similar vein, but with, we recently noticed that our, the thrall that he has on our, the clutch he has on our mind has lessened, which we saw was a blessing, but I'm kind of seeing that this might be a curse a little bit all over. Hmm. Sounds like something along that vein. See, my... The thing is, my friend, um, Elora, she's always been one to believe that it's not about, uh, the results of your faith, it's about the faith itself, but you can't really deny if the results aren't there that there might be a reason for it. Gris kind of just nods and she's like, well, uh, in the Grove we worship Eldath and Sylvanas, but we keep making our offerings as usual, but I can check in with the Dreamwalkers and see if they've had any issues lately. They're usually our closest ties to the old gods. And as far as myself, we, we worship Sylvanas in my Wood Elf village as well, but he's never answered me, not that I've called on him all that often. Um, and I don't know if Alora ever did get a response, but now I think I should have inquired more about it before I left. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, y'all. I mean, I just know that Chanty never wants to do us wrong. I have faith in her, but uh, I, I just... I feel like I worry about Chanti a lot in the last couple of years. I feel like she hasn't had a good run, but uh, I, she would never do anything to, like maliciously or leave for any reason, like without good reason. So that's why I worry. But now hearing all y'all, seems that something might be going down. Incas, once again, popping his head unwarranted into the conversation. <laughs> Like a middle brother. <laughs> Perhaps in an attempt to lighten the mood goes, Maxilla, you didn't even tell them the most interesting part about Shanti. I thought you was gonna tell him about it, but then you didn't. And I'm just I just think that, you know, maybe if you wanna lighten the mood a little bit here, you could always tell Travis about that thing Ma wants you to tell him about. <sighs> Oh, I know what Jenny's asking. You cut out for the first time with that, but I'm just gonna keep going. Maxilla <laughs> turns beet red. <laughs> and she's like, now, Incus, I think that's a personal conversation that me and Travis can have at the time we need to have it. Which I think is a little bit, at least a little bit farther in the future. 
Travis is looking intrigued by this conversation, but doesn't seem to want to push it. Um, but Inkis, uh, then turns to Ariadne. Mm. You're a monk, right? Are you familiar with the god that we worship here and what she what she asks of people who love her and worship her? I don't know, am I? Nope. <laughs> so I figured. Um uh, no, I'm sorry to say it, but it's not a class I paid attention to. At this point, uh, Ancus looks like he's about to launch into a long-winded explanation of something that makes Maxella incredibly uncomfortable. However, Malius, uh, having set down Chet, who is now walking towards you, reappears and swats her brother upside the head. You are so immature. <laughs> I cannot believe you are trying to embarrass Maxella in front of her rude friends by talking about all that nonsense with Shantae. I want you to shut up. Also, I hate you. <laughs> also, Ma said she needed to help with something inside. Also, we don't know so where Stacey's like, is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but like, quiet. Like, she's not saying it. She's like, thank you. Thank you, Bailey. At this My point, angel. Chet reappears and they, uh, they sort of look around the group. What are y'all talking about? Sorry, Maxilla, can you repeat that? I didn't quite catch that. Uh, we're just talking about uh, Chante and uh, some of the traditions that come up with some of our uh, things. Does he pick up on this? I mean, everybody can tell whatever yeah. this is is incredibly awkward. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just gonna say, uh, does I, I'm not too sure if B recalls traditions and the details of these traditions. Okay. B wouldn't know. No. Okay. Um, sweet. Chet kind of nods their head knowingly and then goes, "Well, Incas certainly is, as your mother would say, a little shit." Uh. <laughs> I laugh out loud at that and just like accidentally like try and compose myself again. You know, you you all really should take some time to maybe relax, get ready for the festivities tonight. You got a few hours. Things start at sunset around here, so I think maybe you should get some rest. You all traveled real far, and you, they they like sort of pause for a moment and look at Maxilla. Will you help them uh, get their things settled? I always, you know, I will, and she tell like she's like, well, y'all, we can uh, at least be Leon and Galen. We can get your rooms set up. So we can go back inside. <laughs> Sounds like Maxilla. You had me stressed for a moment there. <laughs> Caleb just giggles and like rubs the back of his neck. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? It wouldn't be the first time. That's true. We'll what's like available. <laughs> Remember when Galen and Leon would share a room, Ari? <laughs> Leon goes, yes, but I've never shared a room with Galen B and me. 
True, so and that's I don't know just... that I would wish that upon you either. So you can bunk with Ari and I if you hate it. B looks surprised at this revelation and almost like she wants to say something. I don't know. Doesn't say anything. B just kind of looks to Galen and looks back at Leon and kind of just goes, I would also like to share a room with just Leon. <laughs> and she kind of glares at Galen a little bit. <laughs> Feeling the daggers that are coming from Bee's eyes. <laughs> Kaylin, she, she wouldn't let me anywhere near her. <laughs> yeah, Leon looks at me and was like, it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't like, no, ab no, absolutely. Yeah, I no point at Leon and I go to like Bee. Mm -hmm. I did pull an amazing prank on her, though. I'll have to tell you about it later. Oh, God. I would hear all about it. Chris kind of looks at me and she's like, I didn't mean to start anything. It just feels different, you know, when we used to travel just the four of us versus now. I I also recall uh, different lodging when I was away from you, Galen, but that's a tale for another time. Travis turns <laughs> bright red and uh, quickly turns around as if he's going to walk back to the house as fast as possible. <laughs> Kayla just shouts back, you okay, Travis? <laughs> Travis does not answer that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Max, let's chill about this. Travis That's just... <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. Okay. Um, so you all head inside. Um, Max guides you up a flight of stairs. Leon, she directs you to a room that actually has three beds in it. Presumably the triplets room. Um, and... It's quite large, large enough for you to feel very comfortable with setting your things down. Um, Stapes appears to be sitting on one of the beds um, and looks up with glee when Gris re-enters the room, um, making to perhaps start braiding her hair. Um, Maxilla then leads B and Galen down the hall to another room. And... <laughs> Uh, gestures to it so that they can set their things there. Um, you all sort of spend a few hours relaxing, doing whatever it is you all do in your free time. Feel free to use your imaginations. Um, don't imagine too hard like I just did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was too much. <laughs> uh, but as the sun begins to set, me and Galen are just giggling. Okay. Um, that night, as the sun begins to set, the festivities begin. Uh, Maxilla comes up to fetch you all from your room and guides you back outside to where you'd seen the stalls earlier. Everything is lit with torches. Um, someone in the town must be a magic user because some float through the air, um, illuminating everything in a sort of way that reminds you of starlight. Um, the large area is full of people. Uh, you can see Cordea loading visitors into the wagon that you saw earlier as Chet guides the hayride, pulled by two large donkeys. Um, every time they load people in, they exchange the briefest of kisses uh, as, uh, as a wife waves her spouse off into the hayfields to um, showcase the uh, the osteoclast farm. Um, Incus hollows out a pumpkin, <laughs> a 
and puts it on his head with two small holes carved <laughs> through his eyes, chasing stapes around with it uh, as Malleus chastises him for his childish behavior, though she also chases him as she does it. Um, however, you all sort of find yourself standing by the pen from earlier. Uh, several pigs of varying sizes and temperaments glisten in the light of the moon and the torches. Their skin slick with grease. Uh, Travis leans against the pig pen and seems to be eyeing the pigs with a little bit of trepidation. Alright, so I think I need to explain pig wrestling a little bit more in detail. Mm-hmm. Probably so. <laughs> it's a little bit like a competition. <laughs> uh, where if you catch the pig, you get to keep that pig, which is big around here, because that's like 300 bucks that's good going in your wallet. 300 gold pieces that's going in your wallet if you raise that pig right and feed it right. So, usually it's for little kids, but we also do it just for fun to keep ourselves sharp. Well, you, these, you're just going to grease the pig and you got to try to catch it within like, until the bell rings, basically. You only got a little bit of time. So these are... are you gotta hold it on. For the DM and or Maxilla out of character, these are baby pigs, right? Not like big adult They're pigs. not huge pigs. They're, They're not like, huge pigs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Leo nods and says... And you gotta tie them down. You gotta tie down their legs so they can't mm-hmm. get away. Okay. Chris is like, she's just like just carry it, though? Do I have to tie it? Good luck holding on to it for that long. It's, it's got grease. Grease on it. And Travis sort of like looks at his hands and he's like, mm-hmm. Maxilla made me rub lard on them earlier. I mean, I'd, I'd do anything oh. for her, but it- Lard on them! Chris is like, no. Lard on Jenny! <laughs> Isn't that pig fat? Yeah, it's like, pig fat. Yes. <laughs> Chris is like, suddenly she's like, I need to rescue all these pigs. <laughs> it's not like we're going to use- It was just uh, oil. It wasn't lard. <laughs> Travis, Travis is like, that explains why my pastries never come out quite right. <laughs> um, Leon holds her hand up for a moment and looks at the party and says, listen, if you're all going to force me to do this, I need- I need to at least get a ponytail holder. And uh, she casts message to Gris and says, if you have one, keep your mouth shut. Oh, you can use mine. And then she says- Travis uh, Travis takes one out of his hand. I have a very specific (laughs) silk one. It's just in my bag. I'm just gonna go grab it really quickly. I just, my hair means a lot to me. And so I'm just gonna- I pipe up and I go, listen. I am not going to force you to do anything, but we all know that any hair tie will do. So, oh, I can you give you one of my shoelaces. I'm not even asking you. I'm not even asking you to win. If you try it, mm-hmm. and I look at Gris, and I look back, I'll tell you what I spent my time doing with Lily. I'll try it too. And Gris holds up her hand and then realizes she's got like. Uh, strips of leather around her arm and she like quickly like covers them like no hair type i, I will also be 
try to catch a pig. <laughs> B also removes her uh, choker and puts it in the pile of, like, in the pile all in between all of them. Yeah. And just kind of goes, just, you know, options. Yeah, Maxilla undoes her braid. She's got a tad. <laughs> she always has a braid in. She unties her braid. She's like, you can have that. <laughs> Travis, Leon, Travis removes the tie movie. from his and bun Leon? and sort of slides it into the pile, too, and he's like, you are, they, they can tell that you are full of shit, Lady LaBelle. <laughs> so Leon grabs it and turns around and is like, I'm just going to use the mirror in the bathroom to tie my, I actually will be back. And um, she kind of heads off. Wait, and you are really good with hair though. <laughs> and Leon just keeps walking. Um, and I assume the house isn't very far away. It's not, but... As you approach the house, you are intercepted by huh. a young orc boy. <laughs> While Lady LaBelle, I saw that she was going to do some pig wrestling and I came over here because I thought it was quite funny. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why you're walking towards the house because the pigs are back that way. Also, uh, I'm <laughs> fairly sure that up. I'm fairly sure that if you don't wrestle a pig, my sister will be heartbroken. And also Travis might throw I'll you in the pen himself. He did that to me earlier. <laughs> um, can can the party see Leon at this point, or is there too much of a crowd? They can see, especially the, the tallest of the party can see you. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a crowd near Leon that she can kind of like, like uh, uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2 kind of style, just like blend in for half a second? As Leon ponders this, uh, Incas grabs her hand and drags her back to her friends. Lady LaBelle over here, pretty lady, just told me she wants to uh, pig wrestle, but she might need a push. Travis, can you help her into the pen? Oh, no, I don't need a push. And Leon, like, lights prestidigitation in one hand and is like, don't push me. Dude, you got a compact mirror? <laughs> B, you do have a compact mirror. <laughs> I, I do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, B whips out the compact mirror that she is very aware of. <laughs> Leon basically like she's like she she looks in the mirror and she's like muttering under her breath. She's like, I know a spell that makes me not be able to notice. I literally, if you had given me thirty seconds outside of any of your fields of vision, I would have completely changed the way I look. You wouldn't have known who I was, and then I would have had to do whatever this is. And she's like, furious. Once Galen sees that Leon's hair is uh <laughs> he sort of just like nudges her into the pen. Uh she would have to open up the gate, but don't worry, Galen, someone else is very much on the same train of thought. <laughs> Travis, God. egged on by Incas, who he has a strange younger older brother relationship with apparently, uh lifts you up fairly gently, Leon, oh, and good. sets you inside awesome. of the uh the pen. He then leads forward and he goes, you'll do fine. I mean, that one bit that one, and he points at a pig and then points at Incas earlier, but he's a he's a troublemaker. <laughs> Alright, I have a few questions for the DM then. <laughs> I have a couple of I'll answers for the players. Um, okay, so the pigs come in a very range of sizes. The one closest to you looks to be about 15 pounds. It's quite young, okay. um, but it is very greasy. 
and it makes a scared little oink at you as you look at it. Oh. Is is it just Leon in um, the pen right now? Are we doing this one at a time? It's just Leon. Okay. Leon sees the small one and is like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> her first thing that she does is cast Mage Hand. Um, <laughs> then what she's gonna do is I would like her to like gently like have like the mage hand over the pig and like where's the rope that she needs to tie the pig up with it's pig hanging on rope. the pen behind you so leon grabs the rope and she's got the mage hand and she like lowers the mage hand to grab the pig and the does pig it grab the pig squeals in fear and takes off running around the pen the rest of the pigs follow suit so that you are faced with a horde of pigs squealing in fear running from you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Travis leans over to Maxilla and he's like, this is hilarious. Thank you so much for inviting me. Best date I've ever been on. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, sugar. And then I give him a little kiss on the cheek. So Stacey's did the mage Travis. <laughs> <laughs> did the mage hand actually come in contact with the pig? No. And it was it, just unable to grab it? It it got very close to touching it and then the pig noticed and freaked out. Because mage hand is something that you can't necessarily feel until it's on you, but uh yeah. it is visible. Okay. So um, oh god. Um, Leon's gonna try and, like, kind of, like, track the trajectory of these pigs, like, running around in a circle. And I want her to, like, place the mage hand in the trajectory of the small one and just try to grab it. Can, can, so I'm assuming they're all, like, gathered around the outside of this pin. Yes. Driss probably, like, if this is, like, a three-board high pin, maybe comes up to the second board. And so I imagine she's kind of like leaving her face between like <laughs> a couple of boards and she's like, Leon, they're pigs. Be nice to them. Calm thoughts. Think calm thoughts. And she's trying to like coach coach Leon through it. <laughs> Leon's got like one hand up for Mage Hand holding the ropes and is like, I just I I'm I'm making attempts. She's like, make yourself small, Leon. Think about how there's the size compared to your size. Just calm down. And Leon goes, small. not all of us can wild shape, Chris. And Chris is like, well, that's not what I meant, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, does the mage hand intercept it? It does, but the pig turns and begins to run in the opposite direction before the mage hand can wrap around it. Uh, the kind of chance in the distance is just kind of princess. Do what you do best. Charm it. <laughs> How do you charm a pig under her breath? <laughs> She's like they're literally an animal. Oh, men aren't that much different. You <laughs> know this. Michael like, looks back at me and goes, "You're not wrong, actually. <laughs> you know it." Yeah, Gaila just looks at me and is like. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can I can I ask a question to the DM? Uh, yeah, I can give an answer to the player. 
Um, are any of the pigs, like, maybe near Gris at any point? No, they are running in fear. Leon has terrified them. Okay, never mind. <laughs> they are unfamiliar with magic. <laughs> uh, um, Max okay, okay, oh. okay. Oh no, you go. Axel shouts and she's like, get in there, pretty lady, get your hands dirty. <laughs> Um, and upon Maxilla saying that, Leon says, Oh, I don't need to. And she casts Prestidigitation, which allows you to. Are you summoning clean. fire? No, no. You can clean an object no larger than one cubic foot. So I want to just clean the section of the pig that I would grab. <laughs> I just want to clean it. I just want to clean that shit. So the small, baby. The small pig now has a four by four by four. Wait, no, three by three Uh by three inch sort of tiny rectangle that you would really have to aim for of clean skin. Just all of it. Can I cast it again and do it a couple more times? It's a it's a cantrip, so I can. I will Travis pig. groans very loudly and then goes <laughs> We get it. You're fancy. Everybody's judging you for not grabbing that pig, Leon. <laughs> would you so, I turn to I turn to Gaylin and say, Would you say she does magic? I think she does. I think she does? She, does she do magic? She does magic. I, she might. I don't know. Leon Leon turns to Travis and says, you didn't tell me how I had to go about doing it. So obviously I'm going to add my flair. Um, it's called so Greased like Pig kind of Wrestling, like- Leon, not Greased Pig cleaning very slowly from a distance. Sort of like antagonizing Leon even more. Galen does the same thing he did with Marius with like the dolphin thing with water, but turns it into a pig. And it's like, here, I got one you can use to wash your hands with later. And he's just like holding it. Like making it dance. <laughs> Gris is so, really by this, having missed it previously because I believe she was scolding Leon. <laughs> oh, that's really nice, Galen. Um, what Leon is going to do now is so, whatever trajectory the pig is running, um, I kind of want Leon to get like the opposite direction of the pig. And then she's going to cast Prestidigitation one more time, which is going to cause a shower of sparks. It's harmless. Um, It's just a sensory effect. And I want that to scare the pig so that it turns around and runs directly to me. So from what I'm understanding, you want to create the illusion of a shower of sparks. You're not trying to... Yeah, so prestidigitation can create an instantaneous, harmless sensory effect, such as a shower of sparks, a puff of wind, or faint musical notes. Okay, so, but these aren't real sparks that you're doing inside of a pen full of greased animals covered in oil. Absolutely not. No, it's, it's a harmless sensory effect. All right, uh, the pig then changes direction and starts to run towards you, directly towards you. Okay. Um, I would like to uh, prepare Leon to catch it, but also cast Mage Hand, like kind of following the pig coming towards her as like a backup in case she doesn't catch it. 
Alright, uh, let's see what kind like of check this is gonna be. <laughs> I'll take wrestling check. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Animal handling? Animal handling? Come on. This is gonna be an animal. This is an animal handling check, babe. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts and prayers, everyone. It's plus one. God. Axel's got a plus eight. We don't know if thoughts and prayers are working in Kralin right now. Yeah, true. 14 plus one, 15. You catch the pig, though your hands do get a little greasy because you didn't, you know, you got about six inches of movement. The pig kind of slid forward. However, you catch it and it squeals at you. Um, but doesn't try to wiggle away. You notice it's kind of a cute baby pig. It looks like maybe they washed it before oh, yeah. they greased it. Aww. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Leon holding it turns to Maxilla and is like, I really don't want to tie it. It's cute. <laughs> I think you've Christmas. done enough. You're not going to try to keep it. I know that. You can. I, no. I'm all right. <laughs> I feel like Gris is on the like, sidelines, like trying to motion how to tie this pig. <laughs> I don't want to hurt it. It's so cute. And Leon like turns so that it's because she's like holding it like this. <laughs> So that it's so she turns so that it's face. She's like, look at that. You're gonna tie that up. Chris is like, yeah, the tie doesn't look like you tie them properly, Leon. You think I would hurt an animal? My goodness, Maxilla, did I do it enough? Do I yeah, you wrestled. You wrestled. You done. You done good. You done good. Um, That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. Um, Leon kind of like looks at the pig and is like. You're very cute, and I am sorry that you're being wrestled by so many people. <laughs> Look at that she pig! Like... That was a perfectly fine pig, and you've given it anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, Leon like gently places the pig down, and is like, "Very cute pig. Very cute pig. Cute, cute pig." And like she kind of heads towards the exit. The pig does a little oink at you, very sweetly. As, oh, as you oh leave. God. And then, uh, almost sort of tamed by this interaction with you, waddles over to Gris at the, uh, at the halfway point and gives her a little boop on it, on her shins. Oh, Gris kind of kneels down and, and, and gives the, the, the greased pig a little, a little pat on the head. And she, unaware to probably the others, um, <laughs> she casts, um, gosh, Let's say she casts what is it? Beast Bond, and she just kind of like sends like good thoughts to the little pig, like mm. oh, like you're you're safe, you're good, and like gives it a little scratch behind the ear. <laughs> the pig oh. curls up and falls asleep. Oh. <laughs> Gris probably at this point has like slowly moved the pig out of the enclosure. <laughs> the pig out of the enclosure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like this is Sorry. this is my friend now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that's adorable. So you're all sort of standing by the pen. Um. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else got some takers for the pen? You can go on. Leon's like casting prestidigitation to get the grease off of her. Like, oh. Chris is like sitting in the dirt outside of this pen with a little pig in her lap. And she's like, well, I was going to, but I don't know. I'm pretty content. Travis reaches <laughs> into the pen, 
and grabs a pig as it sprints by with one hand, picks it up, looks at it, puts it down, and he's like, mm. <laughs> Well, be still not I'll try. Being hard, Travis. I think that's the new record. Oh, well, I talk about I'm like, well, I don't think I can beat that. She'll still try. I think I think Ari and Galen should both try. Maybe at the same Galen time. should definitely try. I think it'd be entertaining. And Leo looks at him. <laughs> Leo and Galen just looks at Leo and just goes like, "Okay." B, sorry, B, what were you gonna say? Oh, B's just kind of goes like, "Should we make it a little interesting? Should we place a little uh, bets on who will catch the pig faster?" <laughs> Chris, without looking up from the pig, is like, my money's on Ariadne. <laughs> Leon, Leon pulls out two gold coins, hands one to Gris, and is like, <laughs> um, and Leon says, my money is also on Ari. Same. <laughs> I love- Gale ties his hair back with one of his shoelaces and is like, all right. B kind of goes well my money is on Galen and can I cast my barbar- uh, bar- bardic inspiration on Galen yeah you can actually I'm gonna let you do that <laughs> okay that, what is it uh, for 10 minutes um when an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw, they can uh, add one d six. Wait, yeah. While, while B is doing this, can Gris okay. like secretly be whispering to some of the pigs in the pen and cast animal friendship? <laughs> this is a dirty gamble. <laughs> dirty gamble. <laughs> you can. Ari means no harm. Yeah. Uh, okay, you can do that. So you do that. B sort of hedges her own bets with Galen. Galen, B mutters something under her breath, and all you can think about is how pretty she is and how you would try, you would give literally life or limb to catch a pig in a way that impresses her. It makes you feel like maybe you're going to try a little harder than you would have before. I'm walking away with a pet pig. (laughs) Do you say that out loud? Yes. Leon goes, (laughs) are you taking it to Aquera? <laughs> the building's big enough. Chris is like, Aquera's no place for a pig. Agreed, Chris. It'll be a battle quite, pig. Listen, it's been quite lonely around. <laughs> we'll train it to be a battle pig. It's fine. What's up? No. Leon Chris just broke like- head in. <laughs> We've All right, got, we've got friend. some alchemists. It's okay. The, oh that, that, that pig will be great. So the pigs now have been a little bit charmed by Gris. Uh, Galen's got some advantages here. Uh, Galen and Ari both hop into the pen with a lot less sort of hesitation than Leon did. Um, <laughs> the pigs <laughs> blink back at them. Uh, and then start to run. Both of you, I'm going to need a... Hang on. We're gonna get a dexterity check, an athletics check, and a strength saving throw. Okay, give me a second. So just dex, athletics, and strength saving? 
Uh, Dex, athletics, strength. And the strength is a saving throw. Everything else yeah. is a check. Okay. It's so an 18 for dexterity. Uh, what was the other two? Athletics. Athletics. Okay, a seven for athletics. <laughs> oh, good. And strength saving. Okay. Ten for the saving throw. All right, what did you get, Ari? Uh, I got a nineteen dex check, a twenty-three uh, uh, athletics, and a eleven plus eight, nineteen. Uh, strength saving. Before results are called, did Galen use the bardic inspiration? Yes. <laughs> one d six. Okay. Ooh. You did, Ooh. Galen. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh god. Okay, so um, Galen, let's start with you. You make a move towards a pig. The pig charges at you. You dive towards it successfully, but then. You get distracted by how beautiful Bee's pink skin looks in the moonlight. And you spend a good 45 seconds simping for her in your mind. As you do this, Ari, though typically distracted by beautiful women, finds themselves super focused on the pigs that don't seem scared of them at all. They lunge towards a pig. They grab the pig. They don't hogtie the pig because the pig seems pretty chill with them being there, but they do manage to pick up the pig despite it being a good 25 or 30 pounds. Let's go. Turn and present it to the group. Galen as uh- I'm gonna, wa I'm gonna walk with it, Wind Waker style. All right, so you hold it over your head. Yeah. Um, the is applauding. And walk <laughs> towards like the group. Galen, uh, you sort of- now that's some pig wrestling. <laughs> Galen, meanwhile, uh, you sort of slip over a greased pig, stumble a little bit, but manage to catch yourself on the railing. You know what? Leon got to use magic too. I'm going to use water wall and corner one of the pigs. <laughs> the pigs run through the water because water is not a solid force and are now clean. <laughs> it's magic water. <laughs> they're grief, so they're hydrophobic. <laughs> Leon is like Galen. That should really not let you get his run. There, right? Since I had no magic to use, thought mm. you did something there. <laughs> However, Galen, one of the now freshly ungreased pigs. Uh, bumps into your leg and winds up sitting down on your feet. Easily grabbable. Aw, chillest pigs in pig wrestling history. <laughs> well, Chris enchanted them. Yeah, all of them, so... I'm gonna oh, scoop okay. Yeah, 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 I forgot. Alright, so this pig is actually pretty runty. Maybe 17 pounds. Um, and it squeals, it squeals at you a little as you pick it up, but... You do manage to hold on to it now that it's no longer... Well, it's still kind of greasy, but you, you've got it. You then turn and... It like a child? Yes. Would you like to yeah. present it to be as a token of your affection? <laughs> yes, and I get down on one knee doing so, and sort of just like oh, hold it God. up above my head. Chris is like, aside watching this, 
and like a little jealous and like kind of like <laughs> holding one pig and like give me the other pig. <laughs> <laughs> Fee just kind of looks at Galen, disappointed she lost the bet, but she kind of looks at Galen and kind of goes, it's very cute, and kind of just kisses him on the forehead. Maxilla leans in next to Bee's ear, and she's like, well, ain't he sweet on you? (laughs) (laughs) Galen sort of just like looks up with a glimmer in his eyes and goes, can we keep him? (sighs) Oh, Maxilla. <laughs> what? I won't take care of your pet pig. He's <laughs> going to the fair like, next year. Back to the grove. <laughs> oh, we have a spot for it. I guess it's better than fish. You little oh, We're not gonna eat it. <laughs> You're dating a fish man. <laughs> <laughs> and Maxilla is dating a pig man. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so, sorry, B. Did you have an answer for for Galen in regards to this pig? Uh, not one quite yet. <laughs> She's gonna let him hold this pig. Think about it. Galen um, cradles it lovingly. Galen, when you think about it, there is an extra room that was for someone a lot worse than a pig back in the brigade. Um. However, uh. Hmm. As you are all standing there, the moon rises above you in the sky, or perhaps just the part, the clouds part, and you can see for the first time the full near harvest moon. The air almost grows a little colder. Cordea appears next to her daughter. Her brows furrowed together. She brings you all back towards the farmhouse's back porch, where you, where you saw Maxilla speaking to her earlier. Now, I don't want to make a huge announcement and disrupt the festivities. I'm not exactly the most popular person in town. She grimaces a little bit, but Maxilla, I'm a little bit worried. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but the last hayride, uh, hasn't come back yet. It's been well over an hour. Um, you know, Chet, he took, he took stapies and they, they headed out. Um, but, uh, and, well, if, if you listen real quiet and she holds up a finger and you all sort of like quiet your sort of rambunctious energy from earlier. Um, and I'll sort of strain to listen. Somewhere on the wind, a haunting, hollow sound carries. So quiet that if you're not listening, you miss it. Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, standing next to Maxilla, stiffens. Um, his skin going a little pale. And he turns, disappearing into the house. He returns only a few seconds later, his great axe strapped to his back, and hands Maxilla hers. Uruk, he says, eyes not breaking from Cordea's. Uruk, 
She agrees. 